HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, you're listening to Let's Eat In. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're here at Roberta's Pizza, um, the home of Heritage Radio Network. A quick note, Heritage Radio Network today is sponsored by A16 Restaurant. Pizza fans and wine aficionados alike visit A16 in San Francisco's marina neighborhood with similar intentions to enjoy the flavors of Italy's soulful south. Um, A16 shares a name with the highway that runs from Naples to Canosa, Puglia, Chef owner Liza Shaw oversees the menu, which, which features fresh pasta, house-butchered and house-cured meats, and authentic Neapolitan pizza. Complementing the rustic menu, wine director Shelley Lindgren selects wines that highlight the indigenous graves from Campania and nearby regions. Uh, check out a16sf.com. That sounds delightful. Um, so... We have a couple of guests today, um, Aaron and Robert, and you have a project called Bike Lock. Yeah, yes. Thanks so much for being here. And you biked here? Of course we did. We bike everywhere now. Yeah, it's we're, such we're a beautiful much, day. Yeah, we're stuck to our pedals for the next 100 days or so. Aaron, uh, Robert, you, you came up here from D.C., though. Did you bike? Um, I was not yet stuck to my pedals at that okay. point. So <laughs> I did not quite bike from D.C., the rush trip, so. But you will be biking farther distances than that pretty soon for this bike lock project. Um, I don't know if I should give a brief idea of that. Um, basically, my understanding is that you're going to bike around, um, create a path um, throughout the country, and visit small farms, um, throw throw potlucks based on these based on the food that you collect in di- various communities, and invite everybody to chow down. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, we're doing 100 days in, uh, and 5,000 miles in 100 days. So uh, all around the country, um, starting here in the northeast, heading west, uh, hitting some big cities, some small towns, and holding a lot of potlucks and hopefully learning a lot of really cool stories. Yeah, we're uh, <clears throat> going to start in Hardwick, Vermont, um, in two weeks, uh, two weeks from yesterday, actually. So um, one author has called that, Ben Hewitt has called that the epicenter of the local food movement. So we'll be starting up there talking with a lot of different farmers, um, which we're very excited about, and then starting to head south to Albany, and then sort of across to Chicago, up to Minneapolis, down to Denver, up oh to Portland, gosh. and then down to San Francisco. We're going to go across the Rockies. Oh, yes. <laughs> Through them. That's true. 
We're, 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 we're out from the wild west, so <laughs> our lungs know those those mountains well. Yeah. So you have just regular road bikes, right? You're going to take the road and... Yeah, we, we have touring bikes. They're specially set okay. up. So um, they're, the wheelbase is a little bit longer for better balance, and they're steel frame, which is a little bit more durable and can take some bumps. And we're going to have some big bags. And, lots uh, of gear. Lots of gear. Yeah. Are you going to be docking documenting this along the way too on bikelock.com or yes yeah, yeah so our Amazing. website is is bikelock.org so it's bikeloc.org there's our our plug um well yeah we'll be we'll be doing updates uh every day or two um as, as often as we can and then uh we'll be doing these bigger stories um which would be mostly video and uh and some audio and, and whatnot uh uh probably potlucks yeah, yeah. Uh, so we hope to at these potlucks meet some really um interesting individuals who have great stories around local food and we hope to to sort of bring them aside and and get them in their their environment so in their farm or in their garden or or mm-hmm. or, or whatever the, the story is and uh and get a get a short story out of that great and, uh, and so that'll you, be on our website as well how are you identifying the places that you want to have these potlucks in where to go that's a good question yeah um we have been doing for the last couple of months kind of a lot of social media outreach and through that, we've met a lot of individuals who are very interested in it. So I met a bunch of people on Twitter, for example. Mm-hmm. We've met people on Facebook. Uh, we have our own networks. Um, and we know folks from uh, organizations that we know of. Um, we kind of layered all of those together on one big Google map uh, with a bunch of notes on it. Um, and we were able to clearly identify really, really quickly um, uh, where the hot spots were of these different places. So, so again, like Vermont, Chicago is like crazy we got so many invites from chicago minneapolis san francisco so those places were very easy to identify Mm -hmm. um and we're kind of working on identifying some of the smaller towns in between because like aaron said we want to have a good mix of big cities and small towns so we have some variation in there absolutely that's fabulous and you have a twitter account which is bike luck yeah it's just at bike luck so once you have the whole schedule just definitely let me know and i'd love to you know i'm sure a lot of people will be flocking to these events once they know when and where they are yeah we were exciting we've been asked by a couple of folks um if they could come along for the ride for part of the way Mm -hmm. and we're picturing that scene in forest gump where we're going to have you know 50 people behind us on bikes when i i I think i i asked that too in this blog interview i did a couple weeks ago i was imagining the same thing too yeah it would be it would be awesome, but it, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, to people joining us. But uh, yeah, we we need to to keep it limited a little yeah. bit. I don't think uh, that's going to be manageable, and yeah. and we really want to keep it focused. on Yeah, food, you don't so. want to yeah. have like a like a bike, uh, you know, chaos in the street and take over yeah. the road. It, that's not the idea. Critical mass is great. Critical but, uh, mass, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, a different project. So why are you doing this then? It's, it's a great question as well. <laughs> um, I think we have both wanted to bike across the country for a while um and we both have uh interest in local food um i know i certainly have for the past few years or so all the way starting back you know i think i picked up omnivores dilemma back when i was in college and i was like whoa this is yeah. what the food system is that's where it starts right yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally um and yeah over time um just became more and more interested and engaged in not only how the food system is working but how it's impacting our health uh, and the economy etc so um, we thought that marrying these two passions together of biking and uh, local food would be a great project. Yeah. Makes, it totally makes sense. Um, and you're going to bring camping equipment to cook it with or no? 
Yeah, we we, we have our <laughs> camp set. We have um, all that stuff. It'll all be on on our on our bikes and, and bikes in our trailer. And, and uh, yeah, we'll be staying with some people. Um, we've already gotten some some generous offers to to put us up for a day and uh, give us a hot shower and things like that. But yeah, de- definitely be camping and um, cooking some foraged meals with our tiny little camp set. Yeah, we're working on on the foraging circuit to see what we can find. I know that spring is a very good time to forage. It's the um, best so, time, yeah. So, yeah, at the beginning of the trip, I think we'll find a lot of good things. I think the other day we just, uh, we actually went to the Queens County Farm where mm-hmm. our friend works. And, Kia or, no, uh, uh, Kenan. Kenan. yep. Yeah. And we gleaned some uh, awesome uh, red kale and some beet greens and some wild chives. And those were wild, good. aren't they? Mm-hmm. The kale, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was, and, uh, it was delicious. We made a big trash bag size full of uh kale chips yesterday nice that's good that's good road food energy food um so so biking um health and food really goes hand in hand i think that this is what one of the things that this project is really saying don't you think i think we can get so lost and swept up in in you know gourmet you whatever culture and forget the whole health aspect of why we're eating what we're eating and as you mentioned, you know, obesity is, is huge. And we could eat really, really great food and, um, you know, really sustainable local s- seasonal food all the time. But if we're not focusing on, you know, what's so great about it, you know, what, what you know, keep it, keep it all in balance, too. Because um, you can be a total, like, junkie for local food and just eat lots of pork belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we want it to be inclusive and we want it to be something that's uh, part of the national consciousness. And I think... Um, obesity is, is a huge, I mean, everyone's aware of this problem that our country has and, um, it's so, and the local food movement is, is definitely something that's really catching hold right mm-hmm. now. So, and we want it to be a very inclusive thing. We want to reach as many people as we can on our website. Um, we want to, at our potlucks, have people who are not only foodies or, you know, people who might be on a radio show like this cause they're, they're really into local food, but also people who are maybe not so engaged or maybe don't really know much about right. it or, don't know what kale is or something like that right. so so we really want to That's bring people true. in and uh make this be a learning experience for everyone yeah so you wanna, ourselves included yeah yeah we think there's a lot to learn through discussion and like talking about a lot of these ideas obesity and local food and why it's good and so yeah trying to get people together to start talking about you know mat- no matter their level of interest we feel like uh is a great starting point and we think that there's no better place uh than to chat over a plate of food about mm-hmm. various issues so and how are you guys gonna engage people who maybe don't know what kale is or don't have that much interest in a potluck mm-hmm. because these are the people who would really benefit the most from having um a great event with kale and you know healthy yeah. food yeah. how how will you guys reach those people well what we're doing is um our methodology is very decentralized so we have kind of a point person in each town or city that's helping us out getting kind of the potluck organized mm-hmm. and we're relying on them because they know their community and we certainly don't know their community gotcha. and so we're li- relying on them to not only get you know their foodie friends if because a lot of people reach out to us obviously mm-hmm. are into the movement but um relying on them to maybe work with certain organizations in their town okay, or their neighbors so or other folks that they know local uh grassroots organizations yeah exactly yeah. crowdsourcing we, right yeah, okay. I mean, we think it's very important that um, whatever we're doing is specific to the community there, and mm-hmm. there's no better way to do that than have someone who's part of the community help set it up. So, right. yeah, we're l- relying a lot on them to help out with that because it certainly great. is a challenge. Yeah, and yeah. it's not being done in conjunction with any 
national organization like Slow Food or something like that. So you're all working with different pockets of local organizations and people. Just people. That's fascinating. Congratulations. Thank you. Hey, thanks. Hey, this is great. Um, You know, it makes me want to like bike too. You guys must bike a lot. I mean, you've done long tours. Is this going to be the longest one? Um, I think the most I've ever ridden in one day is probably... 50 miles maybe um Uh yeah i've uh never done a big trip like this um we just got our bikes recently and uh it's it's been a learning experience on that end too um so yeah this is a yeah we've never never done anything on this scale at all so you're pushing yourselves and you're pushing everybody else to hopefully join in on your cause totally great exactly tell me how the uh fundraiser went yesterday i know you had this farmer's market sweep game yeah. show and lots of other tomfoolery <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so farmer's market sweep uh brooklyn's first uh food themed game show took place last night um maybe you can look out for the second inaugural uh, or the second annual next year um but uh yeah it was a, it was a great success we, we we put it on as a, as a fundraiser and awareness raiser um for our trip and a our project. A fundraiser. A fundraiser, yes. There was a lot of exactly. fun <laughs> had. That's true. <laughs> fun was raised. Um, yeah, and uh, it was at Littlefield uh, down in Gowanus, and it was, it was a great show. We uh, had uh, four rounds of, of good uh, competition. Um, unfortunately, we did not win. We took second place. <gasps> we did. It was bracket style. <laughs> you guys competing your own farmer's market sweep? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I guess. Uh, we, we did not write the questions, if that's your next <laughs> okay, question. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Um, yeah, we, uh, we had, so it was, the way it was set up was four teams of three people each. Um, and we had three rounds. So it was one team versus one team, first round, the other two teams against one another in the second round. And then the winners from each round played each other in the end. Um, so that's the way it was set up. And we each had, um, nine questions asked to us during the round. Um, and we had each, a little bell in between each team and the question would be asked and, a person from one of the teams would have to run up and hit the bell and give the right answer. Okay. Some of these questions. Okay, so you didn't have to run around a farmer's market and grab something from like <laughs> yeah, was, Arcadian pastures from there, and then, uh, <laughs> and then like no, but yeah, there was some no. diving after the bell and. Yeah. Did people wear wrestling. the same on the team on the team wear the same colored sweatshirts? Oh no, we were a little disappointed about what? that. We 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 tried to encourage um, that behavior without being too um demanding but uh no no one took the bait so they didn't maybe the i think for the second uh okay. second show i think all right I think the only uni- fe- unified yeah yeah sure. the only feedback we got was we are definitely not dressing yeah the same <laughs> outfits today so. okay yeah. um uh let's let's talk a little bit more about food and cooking um right when we get back but i think robert did you pick a song today Yes. What'd you pick? So this is a song from a group called The Free Design. It was around in the 70s. And I think it's called I Like Kites. I Like Flying Kites. Something like that. (laughs) I think you're going to like it. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back.
my kite, it's fun, see my kite, it's green and white. Laughing in its distant flight. All that's between us is a little yellow string, but we like each other more than anything. And we run along together through the field behind my house. And the little drops of rain caress her face and wash my blouse. And we'd like to be a zillion miles away from everyone. Cause mom and dad and uncle Bill don't realize. Kites are fun. Kites are fun. Kites are fun. So is biking. So is food. I I love it. Very good song. I'm Kathy Array. This is Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. Thanks to our producer, Jack Inslee, and engineer, Nat Wiener, in the controlling booth. And thanks to Roberta's Pizza and our lovely sponsor today, A16 Restaurant in in San Francisco. Um, We're talking with Aaron Zuick and Robert Dubois. Um... Not Du Bois, because... That's <laughs> or is it the other way around? Robert was just saying, explaining that throughout his life, he pronounced his last name Du Bois, until yes. everybody said, why are you doing that? That's right. Well, okay, so here's the scoop. I grew up in a small town of 8,000, kind of r- rural Colorado. Okay. Somewhere between Aspen and Vail over there. And yeah, small town, growing up, and um, we always pronounced our last name Du Bois. And we had this long poem on our wall from our ancestors. Um, going through all the mispronunciations of our name. And the final line is something that has to do with, uh, it's Du Bois, it rhymes with voice. And so we always pronounced our last name that way. But when I moved to the big cosmopolitan city of Washington, D.C., all of a sudden everyone was asking me, why in the world are you not saying Du Bois? It sounds so much nicer. So I'm still currently, you know, trying to decide which way I want to go. It's a tough decision. Ooh, yeah. It's a tough decision. Tough. I know. Pressure. Have- and what about the ancestors who were in France and really pronounced it Dubois? I mean, what about them? You know, exactly. Exactly. So, so many variables. Yeah. There used to be perhaps a renaissance of Dubois. Maybe, maybe before then time. it was called Dubois. I don't know. Yeah. Or Duboise, perhaps. I mean, who knows? <laughs> it's just been truncated more and more or bastardized <laughs> exactly. throughout the ages yeah. who cares whatever let's, Your let, name it, let's is... let it be free okay yeah we All usually right, just call thing. each other guy actually <laughs> yeah I was gonna say. <laughs> it's, it's pretty casual hey you <laughs> hey guy over there hey you um <laughs> let's talk about um do you guys you guys are going to be cooking a lot of these potlucks um have you always been a fan of cooking is that something that you guys you did in rural colorado Yes. More often than not. Yeah. I mean, we grew up, we cooked a fair amount at home. We weren't like a big family that had big feasts by any means. I'd say we were pretty average. Mm -hmm. We didn't eat school food. My mom always packed a lunch. We got a nice brown paper sack with a note on it. So it instilled a love of the home cooked meal. Exactly. Um, And as I got older, um, started to get a little bit more interested and went to, uh, did a week of culinary school in Boulder, Colorado, and really got interested from there. And then, uh, yeah, it just snowballed and turned into potlucks and other like big community events. Because I think that a huge, really important part of like the whole cooking process is the community that goes with it. Yeah, and cooking with other people in like this team yeah, environment. Exactly. I hear you. So that's cool. So that's something you do a lot in DC. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's DC is. I don't know. I don't know about Brooklyn, but yeah, uh, DC has a lot of potlucks. I swear, really? there's a potluck every weekend or more. Oh, yeah. what am I doing here? It's potluck Central down there. Okay. We got to pick time. it up. Hey, yeah. I, I, I thought I'm having. I'm actually having a potluck tonight. I'm not. I Uh-oh. kid you not. In, on a Monday, are you inviting all days. the airwaves? Um, I am. <laughs> I think I invited most of my friends. Anyway, uh, yeah, just a potluck. 
For yeah. no reason. Um, it, so, uh, Aaron, you're from? I'm from Rock Springs, Wyoming. Okay. Um, yeah, a little, little parking lot town um, in the desert. Yeah, I, I didn't really cook much when I was a kid, um, aside from making Rice Krispie treats with my grandma, mm-hmm. uh, which was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I really got back into cooking, I guess, in college when I, I started You're to living on your own for and myself so and forth. Yeah. I realized that it was a lot cheaper and probably a lot better for me than going to like, um, Taco Bell a lot. Uh, yeah. And then, and then just kind of kept, uh, pedaling from there and, uh, and yeah, how did you are. realize that? Did you just feel sick after eating so much Taco Bell or did somebody... I mean, I think everyone does on a certain yeah. level. Like if you go a few days without eating that and then you eat it again, it like sits in your stomach and you're like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> and then just like not knowing what it is that you're eating. Like that, I had a, I had a, I guess I had a real problem with that is, is uh, knowing where your food comes from and, and what it is and, and how it got to your plate, I think is, is huge. And yeah. that relationship with food is it's something we forgot. It's, it's something we've lost, so... Um, yeah, or just uh, having an active curiosity about yeah. where your food came from. Yeah, and, and it takes some time, and I, I definitely did not know what a lot of vegetables were the first time I went, ever went to a farmer's market, but uh, you just pick something, and uh, then you go home and then learn how to make something with it, or you ask the farmer, or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to... It takes a little bit of courage, maybe, um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun learning experience. So. Great, and what are you guys looking forward to cooking on your potluck? adventures Ooh. anything in particular do you have like a favorite you know i'm looking forward to wild know. leaks okay yeah wild Scat. leaks th- so they're um that are they the same do they well, look as big we each we each picked up a, a different foraging book so um we've been tearing through them individually and then uh we'll we'll get together on that as as we go and, and sort of look for things that maybe aren't right next to the road because that might be um a little bit Cool. Uh, get some contaminants there, but uh, yeah, definitely being careful about foraging because I know it has its its risks. But uh, yeah, we we want to try to forage as much as we can, and I don't know. Wild leeks is just something I read about that that we might be able to. I've never. Yeah, I've there's never all sorts of volume, scale, right? So. There's chives. Yeah, I, I yeah, chives seen, are everywhere. I haven't seen anything quite as monstrous looking as as leeks, but maybe they're small and delicate and awesome. Yeah. The wild version. Yeah. So you're looking forward to wild leeks. Um, is there any dish that strikes your fancy that you would be quick to cook? You know, easy on the road, good, big, for, uh, good for big groups. To me, it's um, mozzarella and basil and um, tomatoes. That's a good one. I can't. That's like my favorite uh, summer treat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. always great to throw together. Well, olive oil. Yeah, that's a nice treat. <laughs> it's like delicious dish. Good idea. I um. want to make that right now. Actually, I can't. Oh, tomatoes. I need those. Okay, That's anyway. the problem. It's the tomato. Yeah, later it's on the in the link. summer. Yeah. yeah. It's the weak link. What else can I use instead of tomatoes for something like that? Maybe. Maybe. We still got some apples and pears floating around. Ooh. That could be interesting. The apples mm-hmm. are still delicious. Apples would do well there. Yeah. I think. It could be fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try that. For the potluck tonight? Yeah. You guys are invited, by the way, if you want to mm-hmm. come. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'll be, I'll be on the Bolt bus. Oh, thinking of your okay. <laughs> cool. um, any dish in particular you're looking forward to make, Robert? Um, I am. I love the farmers market in the summertime because it's so colorful and wonderful. And um, 
I don't know if I, I have. Miss it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, yeah, getting up early in the morning and it's like fresh outside. Peaches. And you go to the market. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remembered someone else uh, heard a radio show a while back, and the guy was talking about having a peach tree in his backyard, and he like he had this memory of when he was a kid, and he remembered reaching up and grabbing the peach just eating it and the, just the juice was dripping down his arm you know he said he'd never had a peach like that in his life because he's always gotten peaches that were probably shipped from elsewhere and just like nothing so fresh and so that for me is like what mm. we'll be having very often and that's kind of the beauty of yeah of, you know what you don't need to cook with any of these things right now that i think about it yeah, yeah. a lot of raw There's things no like cooking like yeah. i think per- perhaps my favorite will be more kale um mm-hmm. like with some good olive oil and sea salt raw kale that's yummy. It's just so good. That sounds great. And you feel so good after you eat it. You do. There's some like there's some weird just grassiness that just I I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. You it's like you could just taste it for a while yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not filling at all. Yeah. It's not the way you feel after you eat a Taco Bell. Yeah, that's, that's true. Sure. It's amazing, yeah. and I think that um, oftentimes we're not in tune with that feeling. I certainly wasn't always. You know, I didn't necessarily relate. Um, what I was eating to how I felt immediately after and like you notice it on a long bike ride when you're yeah, feeling you're really fatigued yeah. and you eat something and it's like night and day all of a sudden you have this energy you wonder where this energy come from and it's because the food you just ate mm-hmm. is giving your body that energy and I think yeah it carries over down to kale even if you're just enjoying it so and, true and you guys are gonna have to really think about what you eat um mm-hmm. before you get on your bikes give yourself time too, please <laughs> <laughs> and don't stuff yourself you know we get so accustomed to stuffing ourselves mm-hmm. yeah it's easy to do yeah it is um easy yeah especially like yeah with a lot of these convenience foods they're certainly engineered to taste really good right. the salts and the fats it's funny, um, I, I'm feeling it right now. I actually, I just went to yoga this morning, uh, Bikram yoga, which is super ooh. intense. And I was just on the road all weekend, um, driving myself to various places, and I just, I feel really wiped out right now. <laughs> yeah. I was just eating, you know, whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. It's tough oh, when well. you're on the road. Yeah, and it's, 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 it'll be a challenge we'll have, but uh, yeah, we're going to try to eat locally as much as we can. Yeah. I can't wait to see which farms you guys go to, and I hope you take um, some fun footage of that. And um, will, you, will you be harvesting while you're there? Just like grab it fresh, toss it up, and yeah, and, that's yeah. the way to go. Yeah, right? and we're hoping to. We're going to have some events at farms, but we also want to have some more uh, urban events. Not that there aren't urban gardens and other mm-hmm. urban farms, but um, we're hoping some will just be a stop to the farmers market as well, or corner right. store wherever some local food is sold. Um, we kind of want to visit various places, so not just the farm and not just like the urban scene. We want to do a mixture of both. Okay, so maybe at like community garden, something mm-hmm. like that, exactly. somebody's backyard, even. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Rooftop. All right. Are you going to do anything in Brooklyn? Uh, we had the big event last night. Um, okay. I don't know. I guess we leave in less than two weeks, uh, and I, uh, my friends and I do a family dinner, what we call family dinner, um, every week. So we still have uh, two more Tuesdays for that, but. Um, yeah, I guess we could throw together a big potluck for that last Saturday night, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe before you do. guys take yeah. off, you yeah. have you know, have a carb-filled dinner. That could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Good stuff. And you guys are all set with like the fundraising. Um, it's being taken care of by Pepsi Refresh. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that was an interesting. Uh, <laughs> project they're doing this mm-hmm. campaign of um supporting various projects 
people's initiatives that have really nothing to do with Pepsi, yeah. what they make, yeah. but they're supporting um, your project, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we uh, saw it as a good opportunity to, um, you know, they're giving away, I think, uh, $1.2 or $3 million every month um, to small community projects, mm-hmm. um, which seems like a pretty cool thing to be doing rather than um, putting it into a TV commercial. Though I think there's a big argument to be made for um, the marketing approach that they are doing, which is just marketing through all the folks who are promoting they're the, like, the hey, monthly contest. They're like, hey, look at us. We're being yeah. good. Yeah, we're exactly. supporting well, these guys. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, well. it's, it is a good thing, but they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Which of course, they're doing it for PR. It's capitalism. So yeah, yeah, but maybe they'll help spread the word and people will just yeah. get to, more people will see what you're doing. I think I think that it's been great that way. Like we were able to use the campaign to really build up our social media and I would say 95% of people I've talked to have been very excited about the whole program and think that it's a wonderful program. And we think that it's pretty cool that we were able to get some funding for our trip because otherwise it may not have happened. So, yeah, I I think the awareness we raised as as we were going through that that month of of getting all these votes and it wasn't always clear that we were going to actually win. Mm -hmm. It was it's (laughs) like the sort of the silver lining was that. Uh, you know, even if we didn't win, like this has still been a huge benefit for us just in this, having just this awareness. Share the story, share awareness. The idea. Yeah. 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 Well, I definitely was fascinated when I heard about it. So I, I can't tell you how excited I am that you guys are doing this. Thank you. I can't yeah, wait thanks. to keep posted too. Yeah. We'll post it. Bikelock.org. Yes. Yeah. That's bikeloc.org. Yeah. And, um, if anyone out there who's listening has some thoughts on, uh, any farms, specifically individuals, organizations, towns we should visit, um, get in touch with one of us. We're at robert at bikeluck.org or aaron at bikeluck.org. So shoot us an email um, because, again, like I said, this is a very decentralized approach and uh, we can't do it without the help of everyone. So I will be definitely sending some farm yes. ideas your way. Great. Cool. Great. So bikeluck awesome. at Twitter. Hashtag. Are you have a hashtag for bikeluck while you're al- along the way? Or? Yes, we will. Cool. Yeah. So we'll just it'll be hashtag bike luck. Good luck. Rest right. up. Thank be you. Be safe. Yes. And we'll see you again. And that's about enough time. All the time we have today. I'm your host Kathy Irway. Thanks again. Um, Heritage Radio Network, uh, Roberta's Pizza, and A16 Restaurant. We'll be back next week with Peter Meehan and Peter Kaminsky, two food writers who are nominated for James Beard Awards. See ya. <laughs>